So I wanted to start off this episode with a short uh, email that was sent to us by a gentleman named uh, Muhammad, peace be upon him. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, I don't normally read it beforehand, but uh, this time I was, uh-huh. I, I don't know, I just felt compelled to read it, read it, and I read it, and I was like, oh, okay, I, I think we should, this should be our opener. It's not very long, but it's, a, it's an interesting little story. Okay. okay. I'm a 19-year-old ex-Muslim atheist from Egypt, <clears throat> and I'd like to be referred to as Muhammad, the holiest name okay. ever winky face which is my actual <laughs> first name but it doesn't matter can his name be muhammad winky face yeah why not which is my okay it's not let me finish yet <laughs> It's let me finish all the time. No. Which is my actual first name, but it doesn't matter in high school. My entire class was called Muhammad. Yes, I went to a uh. boys-only school. This will not be the last time I send you a guys a story. I have a lot of them, and I also got to educate two stupid Americans about Egypt. Aw, well, thank you. Oh. I like being called a stupid American. I am a stupid American. I think I'll start with how I became an atheist. The deconversion of Muhammad. Oh, okay. I was an innocent four-year-old when I was first introduced to the Quran. I had a Sikh. Quran, four-year-old, four-year-old, Quran. Sure. This is getting like, yeah. Hold on. It's a book. Thanks. <laughs> like, all little kids look at books and they're like, oh, God. Yeah, like, oh, where are the pictures? I had a Sikh that came home to teach me about how to read Arabic in general, and especially the Quran. There were also two older next-door kids that came by, and I remember most of the time I'd go under the table and just uh, and leave just to be brought back again, not forcefully. Mm. I'd also sleep a lot. But I ended up memorizing an <laughs> entire part. The Quran has 30 parts. Then, uh-huh. then got into a contest where the imam of the mosque sat me down on his lap. That really happened, but nothing else. <laughs> well, okay. thanks for telling us. We weren't worried that this was like the Catholic Church where he was like, excuse me. <laughs> right. In front of in front of everybody. We're, we're such stupid Americans. We thought, oh, they must molest their boys right in front of everybody and they're fine with it. We can do this forever. We're the Catholic Church. Then I won the contest. Insert an inappropriate joke here. And all of that. Okay. Balls. And I was still a four-year-old. You can imagine I didn't understand any of what the book says, especially that it's not written in uh, modern Arabic, so I never thought about it until very recently. Hmm. At the age of seven, I started praying seven times a day and seven, uh, five times a day in seven weeks, and it was something exciting that all of the adults in my life do, so I saw it as a sign of growth. Yeah, like smoking or drinking or... <laughs> yeah, you know. lewd sex yeah. in public with older men. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> with older men who put you on their lap. Okay. <laughs> We had different childhoods. Mine was a great childhood. You know that. I know. Mine that. was full Saddle. of mine was full of awesomeness. Like every moment of my childhood was great, and I've talked about so much of it on the show that you know that I'm totally lying straight through my fucking teeth. Yeah, you are. I understand that this seems very difficult and extremely inconvenient, and it is, but you get used to it with me. Plus, what a 17-year-old has to do without internet or even cable. I even went to mosque five times a day during summer vacation. I stopped doing it very Mm. shortly. Then I got older and a lot busier, so it became a toll and a burden. And I only went to mosque once a week on Fridays. The Friday prayer is a very important prayer if you miss three times in a row with no good excuse. You are no longer a Muslim and you have to say, Shadadada, sorry, Sahada. Saha Ada again, mm-hmm. or so I've been told. We got ca- okay. we got cable when I was ten. Oh, cable! Cable! Okay, oh my goodness! Yes, this is where we get to the see the Devil's movies. Wire. The Devil's yeah, the Devil's <laughs> Wire. We got cable when I was ten, and I didn't get the internet until the age of thirteen. I memorized the entire Quran at the age of nine. Then I forgot you it. You know what? I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. 
to keep cable and the internet away from kids up until a certain age. Uh, not necessarily, no. Do you know how much porn your daughter's probably watched by now? Uh, no, because I've actually, I actually watch what she does on the internet, unlike some parents. Uh, okay. Okay. I believe no, you. No, 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 but you still think my daughter's somehow sneakily, like, getting around stuff that I've put on her phone and her computer that watch pretty much everything she does. Well, here's the thing. How sneaky were you when you were her age? Not sneaky enough to get around protocols that she couldn't possibly undo. Okay, right? fine. All right. I memorized the entire Quran at the age of nine, and then I forgot it when I got cable. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Nickelodeon did it to me. Yeah, it was like, I am holiest of holies. Nick, 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 Nick. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but there's cable, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> they got That's right. the Simpsons. In The Walking Dead. Of course, we're 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 assuming that it's American cable. Yeah, like that we ran like it they across don't have the, the Atlantic Ocean. They have the fucking <laughs> Simpsons there, man. I don't think they do. Uh, yes, they do. It's watched worldwide. No. Stop saying that. You're not even funny. Stop it. It's not. What do you need the Simpsons to be watched in every country? No, I'm saying. <laughs> Evidentially, it is demonstrated that it is watched in every country. It's not even a question. <laughs> Ingoto, banana, Oh my come god, in. you're just arguing Stop with me. Stop hunting the antelope. The Simpsons are on. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, I'm not going to talk about school, but here is one of the main factors of my deconversion was my classroom. Is I was in the classroom with all the Christian kids. There was no. only seven Christian kids out of 47 in the class, and I'll explain the educational system in Egypt later, and, and Christians are a minority. So I had friends yeah. with different beliefs, and it helped humanize the people uh, different from me. Oh, the other factor was my interest in animals and wildlife. Oh, the evolution. I have two buckets full of plastic animals, 367 to be intact, uh, exact, intact. I blew them up with teramite. And then I have five buckets of non-intact animals. Did you just do Fundy Monster? No. <laughs> okay, Fundy. Whatever. Read the story. And after finally getting the internet, I started learning more about animals, which is all, as you all know, leads to evolution. I was familiar yeah. with evolution, and I don't mean in the twisted version and like the likes of Kent Hovind and Kent Ham. I knew the basics, mm. that is only a change over time, but I didn't know how much the evidence that confirms it or even the correct, uh, correct definition of a scientific story. Mm. It was a slow but steady process of accepting evolution, but it was a more personalized version of evolution where all of life but God or Allah created Ad Adam and Eve. Adam and right. Eve. Mm -hmm. But it didn't stop there, because I, uh, because I now know that my religious leader could be wrong, and that made me question what else they were wrong about. Probably everything. Oh. I was around 14 at the time I was busy with school so much that I accepted apologetics without even really thinking about them. I must mm. also say that my mother was always convinced that cartoons and movies and video games are made to distract children from God. Exactly. Oh. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what all those animators sat down. That was their intent. Sure, why not? <laughs> and she made me stop watching Avatar The Last Ender just because the word bender, which translates to mohoshur, uh, muskahar, which is one uh -huh. of Allah's 99 names. I got 99 names. Wait, but... bender? Yeah. So he couldn't watch Futurama either, ever. Oh, the, oh man, <laughs> that sucks. Oh. Then when I was 15, it was the beginning of the end, and I heard a verse that I heard, I'd heard hundreds of times, but you know you could say that you heard it in a new light. The verse yeah. was about the end of the world and how the sky will crack open, and not only that, but the seas will boil, and not only but that, but the stars will fall to the earth. Some apologists right. could easily say something or explain one of them like, Allah meant the ozone layer. 
but it, that doesn't okay. make sense, and there's no way that any apologist could account for anything at, at once. Right. I was terrified and thought uh, to go and ask the local imam a story for another time. It took me three years to finally admit to myself that I was an atheist. During that time, I discovered a lot of atheist and skeptic channels, and I Hmm. honestly wasn't brave enough to watch videos about Islam, but was more than happy picking on Christianity. But Islam was true. Christianity must be true on some level. Noah's Hmm. flood and all that other stuff. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't tell you the exact moment I became an atheist either. But the way it doesn't matter was because uh, it doesn't matter. Matter because officially I'm still a Muslim and I never told anyone I know that's because it is dangerous for me and I will yes. definitely lose many of the people that I know and love and there is a very good chance that I could lose my head. Oh. See, this is why I didn't want the Jokumabups. I did, absolutely did not want the Jokumabups. Well, you know what? Laughter helps, so you watch it. We're not going to take this seriously, but we're going to do everything we can to make sure that nothing is revealed about this dude. Yeah, right? there's nothing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all right. Now you probably noticed that the story had no names, so I'd like to ask to prefer you making, uh, would you prefer me to make up Arabic names or the characters or using English names instead? Uh, whichever you like, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So that's the we end of that story. Whatever makes you happy. Is that the whole story? Yeah, that's the whole story, Jason. Cool. That's, that's why I, li- I wanted to read the shorties for the opener. Hey, thanks for opening the show with something like that. Now let's go on to the... Thank you, Muhammad. How about thank you? Thank you, you Muhammad. Peace be with you. Uh, is it assalamu alaikum? I think what? that's what you're supposed to say. Okay, I'm not going to try that and butcher your language. So assalamu alaikum. <laughs> I don't think I'm that not there's... doing it. Dude, I've watched... I have watched... What's that prison show that was on for like five years that was Oz? on HBO? Yeah, yeah. Oz. I've watched it enough times to know that no matter how much you butcher it, they're okay, right? Because right. the TV show says so. All right. I'm trying to make that's... a joke, ass white. I, can... I know. <laughs> Uh, You just had to ruin it, didn't you? I did. Well, (laughs) thanks. All right. Three, two... Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let Me Finish Two Men, One Story, One Million Interruptions. I am Jason Harding. And I am Atticus Blake. And on this show, Atticus tells a story, and I interrupt him, and we're continuing and hopefully finishing. There's there's 149 pages left. Dreadful, don't say that, this dreadful (laughs) slog through the call of Cthulhu. And I believe what we're going to read next is, I will grab Dracula if you want it that badly. But I'm going to have to sit here and read it with a paper copy. You want to, I wanted to, I thought maybe we should do a play next. And I want to read it too. You want to read it? To, you want all? Oh, you want to read you? I want to read some. Okay. I'm a better reader than you, anyways. Okay, how about you read the letters? Oh wait, that's the entire book. It's the entire <laughs> thing. <laughs> how about how about we how about we read how about we read Moby Dick? But every time they call a whale a fish, we you, <laughs> we have to take a drink. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll die. We'll be dead. It's crazy. Well, you'll be dead after one drink, but I'll I'll just keep on going with your dead corpse there. I'll just be like, I'll just be like, oh, there he goes, blacking oh, and out. Hey guys, we still want your stories, so please go to the Let Me Listen podcast website. Go to the contact. Oh, I hiccuped. Oh, go to the contact page and leave it for us there. I feel, or let me know how you want to get it to us. I have sympathy when I hear even other people with fucking hiccups, man. Well, I only, you know what's weird? I don't usually get, like, repetitive hiccups. I get, like, one and done. Really? I w- I'll trade with you, because mine are the kind that are oh, like, Oh, believe I'm me. I'm going to interrupt we... your life, you piece of shit. 
Yeah, I, there have been so many times, guys, where we can't do the podcast because he's got the hiccups. Yeah, well, I, I'll stop in the middle of the show and start pounding my chest. I'm like, fuck you, you fucking piece of shit, buddy. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you and your evolutionary crap, the stupid stuff. I hate it. Uh, I hate it. Okay. All Ready? right. Crack open call of... <sighs> this man, after recovering his senses... I'm reading him <laughs> told an exceedingly strange story of piracy and slaughter. His name is Gustav Johansson, a Norwegian of some intelligence and uh, had been some mate of the two-masted schooner Emma but of only Auckland. Some. Huh? But only some intelligence. Of course. I'm Gustav Johansson and I like butter in my nipples. <laughs> I put butter in everything, actually. I put butter in my butthole. I put it in my butthole. I put it on my pancake. I put it. On, I put it on my children. I. I, <laughs> <laughs> I buttered my grandmother last night. She did not like. So she remember, beach, That's why I boiled her in butter. <laughs> now we are eating a perfectly fried grandma. <laughs> Oh, there we we got the name of the show out early, didn't Perfectly we? Perfectly fried grandma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Which sailed for Kaleo February twentieth with a complete a complement of eleven men. The Emma said, "You know what? Is there a way for me to change this? Because I can't." Oh my god, that's fucking awful! Like the the lettering what? in this is like is awful. Because it, the words, you know what? The reason I've had, I have such difficulty, mm. like, oh no, this is what I need. I need the page width to be to be wider. That's what wow. I need. This is why people listen. Yes, because they need Just to... to listen to you gripe about shit pages. Hey, how come you're not on the screen? This is your picture. Oh, I'm sorry. I, because my computer shut down earlier, and I had to fucking restart it. All right, hold on. Let me go back here. All right. This man, after recovering his senses, told an, told an exceedingly strange story of piracy. And so, I already read that. Um, the Emma, he says, was delayed and thrown wildly south of her course by the great storm of March 1st uh, and on March 22nd. Did it Wait, did it last from March 1st till March 22nd? I guess so. Or there was two of them. Well, I, you know what? I have a feeling that storms can last that long at sea, can't they? Sure, 22 days? But why do we need to know the dates? Because they're the why same dates that... that other shit happened. Remember the dreams and all oh, that? Oh, whatever. You know, that shit that didn't happen that he's making up off the top of his head. That's right. He's just kind of riding crazy and yelling <laughs> you know what? at I, people. This is him just basically saying, I want to tell a story. Hold on a second. It's racist shit in the middle of it. And uh, we could, white people killed a bunch of people and then blamed it on the mongrels. You do know he's American, right? I don't care. <laughs> I just felt like doing that voice. Okay. Manned by a queer and... <laughs> no, don't laugh over it. God, it's like you know. It's like you uh-huh. know. Manned yeah, by God. a queer and evil-looking crew of Kansas and Ka- uh, Kanakis and half-casts. Hello. We're half-casts and we're evil. <laughs> and a little queer. 
being ordered to preemptorily. Why do you need that word in there? What word? Preemptorily. I don't know. Turn back. Captain Collins refused. Whereupon the strange crew began to fire savagely and without warning upon the schooner with a uh, particularly heavy battery of brass cannon foam of forming part of the yacht's equipment. The Emma's Emma's men shoot fight, says the savior, and though the schooner began to sink from shots beneath the waterline, they managed to heave alongside their enemy and board her, grappling the savage crew on the yacht's deck and being forced to kill them all, the number being slightly superior because of the peculiarly abhorrent and and desperate, though rather clumsy, mode of fighting. Uh Three of Emma's men, including Captain Collins and first mate Green, were killed, and the remaining eight under second mate Johansson proceeded to navigate uh, to the captured yacht, going ahead in their original direction to see if for any reason for their looking, uh, for their ordering back had existed. Jesus Christ. So we're in a a pirate story now. I'm sorry, this is like mush. It's like my brain is on fire. This fucking piece (laughs) of shit. I'd, seriously, I'll pull a book off the shelf, any book, uh-huh. and I'll sit there and read it smoothly as if I know the yeah. exact words. But this is like, the next day, comma, it appears, comma, they raised and landed on a small island, comma, although no one is known to exist on that part of the ocean, semicolon, and six of the men somehow died ashore, comma, though Johansson is queerly recitant about his part of the story, comma, and speaks of uh. their falling into the rock chasm, period. Uh. Okay, the rock chasm, which has not been mentioned yet. Okay, but you see why I'm having trouble with this? Yes, you're having problems. Later, comma. I'm just going to say comma the whole time. Please stop saying comma. <laughs> comma, perfectly fried grandma. <laughs> <laughs> perfectly fried grandma. <laughs> they just, I mean, my God, she didn't even know what hit her. <laughs> Fucking. Let's face facts. <laughs> H.P. Lovecraft was a racist nerd who lived at home and liked making up words for monsters that he put in his books. Yep. But when it came to like writing something, this is not... Okay, I know that everyone's like, he's the originator, and I'm... Granted. He's really not, though. These types of things, I, I, I'm I pretty sure that they've dis- been described before. You think so? Animals with tentacles? Come on. It's literally an animal with a tentacle beard, short arms like a dinosaur, and dragon wings. That's what it is, right? Yeah, it's shaped like a man. Yeah, nobody ever once thought of that before? Uh, No, I I don't think it's necessarily that someone didn't think of it. I think it's just the way... I think it's the subject matter. The whole, they come from outer space, and they're ancient and old, and, you know, stuff like that. I don't know, it still seems like shit to me. I would okay. I would read Stephen King over this any day. Come on. Well, Stephen King would be one of the first people to jump to defend the dude. Oh, he probably would, but he can write better than him. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. Could you imagine Could you imagine it being written like this? It would have never been published. His publishers would have been like, "Yes, you've given us 10 great novels, but this <laughs> This But what in the hell is this? What in the Jesus fucking buttered grandma christ is mm-hmm. this and so it was that i was perusing a library when i ran across a dusky tome that uh, within pertained a horrible grimace of a, of a clown and indicated a small town in outward maine for which i traveled the queer thing <laughs> about this print was that it had been made 250 years earlier when in <laughs> which the town folk had disappeared at one point, all of them. I don't know. And then it would give the exact date. Yeah. And then it would, you know, it would just, it would just be a bunch of things the dude heard. <laughs> and then he verily said, "Ha ha ha ha." 
<laughs> and so it was that the children did go into the sewers and came back two hours later shaken but seemingly triumphant. After all and of then... the pipes had burst throughout the entire town. Mm-hmm. There we go. End of story. Oh, and they fucked that girl. <laughs> You can imagine him, like, sitting there with... He's got one hand typing and his his cock in his hand, and he's like... I don't... I really... Excuse me. Excuse me. I know how I can fix this. We need to get closer. He's the the type of dude who thought the human body was Right, right. I'm sorry. He he masturbated with tongs. We established established that last, last week. Later, it seems, he had one companion boarded the yacht and tried to manage her manage her, but were beaten about by the, the storm of April 2nd. From that time until his oh, rescue on the 12th, the man remembers little. He does not even recall when William Bryden, his companion, died. Bryden's death reveals no apparent cause. So it's uh-huh. mysterious, but we don't know. Right. Oh. It was probably due to excitement or exposure. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! I'm running around in the bright seaside sunlight completely naked! I'm gonna drink seawater are those cans covered in lead (laughs) let me lick them I'm gonna lick those cans by the way we didn't bring any oranges so have fun with that scurvy my gums are bleeding whoopee Uh, cable devices from Duendane. By the way, what? who knew that vitamin C deficiency it basically makes your body deteriorate? Um, like, they did. Huh? <laughs> they did. Well, well, can you imagine the first sailors that went out and said, oh, we can sail on the sea, all we need is fish. We have plenty of fish. And then their, their gums start to bleed and they get these discolored skin and all the other stuff that happens when you don't get any vitamin C. Mm-hmm. Sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. Cable devices from Duendin report that Albert was well known here as an island trader and bore an evil, reputa- an evil reputation along the waterfront. It was owned by a curious group of half-castes who frequent meetings uh. and night trips to the woods attracted little, no little curiosity. Uh-huh. And it had set uh, sail in great haste just after the storm and earth tremors of March 1st. Our Auckland correspondent gives the Emma and her crew an excellent reputation. And Johansson is described as a sober and worthy man. Because normally we're drunk. That's the, right. Usually, instead of instead of with the drinking, I turn to butter. That is correct. Every once in a while, I take a shipmate down and he doesn't come back. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I take a shipman down into my cabin and then he doesn't come back. Oh, okay. And then we he eat be- Steve. He becomes butter. <laughs> That's Steve Butter. Into the churn, Steve. <laughs> the Admiralty will institute an inquiry on the whole matter beginning tomorrow, at which every effort will be made to induce Jensen to speak more freely than he has done hitherto. If you, if you know what, Jason, you have my full permission to come and yes. cut my throat if I ever use the word hitherto, hitherto in a fucking story. <laughs> Unless it's a letter from 1890 oldie time There's it, that's in the middle of the story. There's no right. reason for that word. Like, every once in a while, I find myself using the word whereupon. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, but it it's okay. I mean, but hitherto no. is like, hitherto. It's like, it's like you're trying to be pretentious. <laughs> This was all together with the picture of the hellish image, but what a train of ideas it started in my mind. 
Here were new treasuries of data on the Cthulhu cult and evidence that it had strange interests at sea as well as on land. <laughs> oh no. What motive? Help. Help us. I'm so scared. I'm terrifying. <laughs> they're eating my intestines with them. Oh no. Still that, a... that would be interesting. <laughs> Actually, they would. it would. They're forcing me to eat my intestines, and I'm still alive. On Sunday morning, I I found a what what is a half co- a half cast colored man eating my intestines. <coughs> <coughs> what motive prompted the hybrid crew to order back the Emma as they sailed about with their hideous idol? What was the unknown island on which six Emma's crew had died, and about which the mate Johansen was so secretive? What had the Vice Admiralty's investigation brought out? And what was known of the noxious cult of Duendin? A Duendin, that's what it says. Duendin. And most marvelous at all, of, <laughs> it's marvelous at all, I don't care. Who cares? What deep and more natural linkage of dates was this which gave a malign and now undeniable significance to the various turns of events so carefully noted by my uncle? That was a question. Uh, I don't I, I, know. It was, I it have... was a qu- it ended in a, qu- a was question. Was it a question? Mark. He was like, "What happened? Who? What? What happened there? Why are they on the sea? Here, why, what, why you know what? It'd be there? even better it, instead of adding more words, take away all of them, and then just become Chuck Palahniuk. What happened to my fucking uncle? That's that <laughs> whole paragraph. I met a dude who, who I'm and then seriously, I just went up to him and then asked, "What happened to my fucking uncle? Yeah. And then I What's said, that "You know that about? if you mix equal parts of orange juice and gasoline, you can make napalm." <laughs> March 1st or February 28th, according to the international dateline, the earthquake and storm had come. From Duendin, the alert and her noisome crew had darted eagerly from uh, eagerly forth as if imperiously summoned. And on the uh-huh. other side of the earth, poets and artists had begun to dream of a strange, uh, dank cyclopean. Here we go. Yeah, um, he's reminding us of things that if had, we had just sat down and read this through, we read 20 minutes ago. Yeah, well, not me. I read kind of slow. Okay. God, I wish I got high sometimes. <laughs> I'd be having so much more. I'm a little more... bit. Right. I'm a little bit. You're a little bit high? Just a little bit. Okay. Don't forget to eat the buttered grandma. <laughs> I won't. Come here, grandma. <laughs> well, uh, City Wells, a young sculptor, oh had goodness. molded in his sleep the form of the dreaded Cthulhu. March 23rd, the crew of the Emma, uh, the Emma landed on an unknown island and left six men dead. And on that day... Wait, just You just told us this! I'm, yeah, I'm, stop. I don't know. No, no. Make, no, make a joke author... then, because you know what? I'm dying. No, the author just told us this. No, I know. I'm just saying, save me. No, you read. You read. You picked it. You finish it. I didn't. The voters on Twitter picked it. Oh, well, that's fine. You're still punished. (laughs) You have to do what they say. Now go in the corner and eat that crispy grandma. (laughs) (laughs) I stopped crying. Oh my uh, god! She tastes like like rose water did and you witch ever, hazel. You put your kids what? in the corner ever? Did I what? Did you ever put your kids in the corner for being bad? Of course, of okay. course I did. I, I used to do that to little Miss, and I and I was like, you need to calm down. And then she would turn over her shoulder and look at me with her big blue eyes, and she would go, "Daddy, I stopped <laughs> crying. I stopped <laughs> crying. I'll stop crying." And I'm like, "Nice, nah, nice. <laughs> you're not in the corner because you're crying. You're in the corner because you punch." your brother in the balls do you understand <laughs> that was always her go-to because she was so tiny and he was so big yeah that uh, whenever he would mess with her she'd go and then just bop him in the balls 
Oh, man, that's so much better than this story. Yeah, it is. While well, an architect is. had gone mad and a sculptor had lapsed suddenly into delirium. Ugh. And what of this storm of April 2nd, the date on which all the dreams of Dank City ceased and Wilcox emerged unharmed from the bondage of strange fever? What of all of this and of those hints of old Castro about the sunken, starborn old ones and their coming to reign, their faithful cult and their mastery of dreams? Uh, Was I tottering uh, on the brink of cosmic horrors beyond the man's power to bear? If no. so, they must be horrors of the mind alone, for in some way of the 2nd of April had put to a stop to wonder to whatever mo- uh, monstrous menace had begun the siege of mankind's soul that Are evening you starting to see why this was never adapted into a movie I, you know, I saw a movie called Cthulhu that was made online and published online. It was actually viewed quite a few times, but it was more about yeah. how the cult progressed into the 20th century. Ah, okay. So it was not about this actual it No, no, no. This, but I, this is part of that story. But it was okay. it was pretty interesting. I, I thought it was really well made for a, for a movie that was made and shot by people with cell phones uh-huh. and, and, you know, scripted by a person with almost no experience. And it has, I think it has like a million views. It's really well done. Okay for them. Yeah. <clears throat> that evening, after a day of hurried cabling and arranging, I bade my host adieu and took a train for San Francisco. There you go, Jason. What? Why? To meet you. <laughs> I knew there was a man who was a puppeteer. Stop it. Who with Read his strings could telekinetically control Cthulhu. Oh, that would be good. Unless like that. I'd make him do something cool. Yeah. <laughs> like anything. <laughs> make him eat fire. Just Cthulhu reading the paper while taking a dump is more interesting than what's happened so far. <laughs> what shall I do today? <laughs> I think I'll take a walk. Uh, yeah. What's going on in the... Oh, my goodness. Concentration Stop camps by. in the United States again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Children are dying in there and nothing's being done. That's uh, Maybe I that's should a, wake up and I, kill everybody. I think I should. <laughs> oh... President's Orange. It's time to end it all. We're never, ever finishing this fucking story. I'm trying to do the breathing method of reading. I'm sorry. And it's I, I know it, it's helping me, but it's not helping us. <laughs> <laughs> I found that little was known of strange cult members who had lingered on the old sea taverns. Waterfront uh-huh. wa- waterfront scum was far too common for special mention. There was a vague talk about one inland trip these mongrels had made, which oh my uh, God. during the faint drumming and red flame were noted on, di- on the distant hills. In Auckland, I learned that Johansson had returned with yellow hair and turned white after perfunctory and inconclusive questioning at Sydney and had thereafter sold his cottage in West Street and sailed with his wife to his old home in Oslo. Okay, great. <clears throat> of his stirring exp- of his stirring experience. Oh my god, wait a minute. Excuse me. Hold on a second. You're saying that you sailed? You sailed on the ocean and there were several storms? My god, <laughs> what a harrowing experience. <laughs> oh my god. What's Some next? Guys died? What's next? People who went to the moon were bored <laughs> along the way? <sighs> <sighs> Come on, we got to get to the part where they, the the very unsatisfying ending. Come on. Of this stirring experience, he would tell his friends no more than he had told the admiralty officials, and all they could do was to give me his Oslo address. After that, I went to Sydney and talked pro- profitis- profitlessly with a seam. Why are you telling me if it doesn't fucking matter? Yeah, it doesn't. Don't, and with seamen members of the vice admiralty court, I saw alert now sold a commercial use and curricular quay in Sydney Cove, <clears throat> but it gained nothing from its non-committal bulk. 
Okay. The crouching image with its cuttlefish head, dragon sca- uh, dragon body, scaly wings, hieroglyphed pedestal was preserved in the museum at Hyde Park. And I studied it long and well and finding uh, it a thing balefully exquisite workmanship with the same utterly mystery, terrible antiquity and unearthly strangeness of material which I had noted in Lagrasse's smaller specimen. Geologists, the curator told me, had found it a monstrous, a monstrous puzzle they vowed that the work held no, no rock like it. Then I thought with a shudder of what old Castro had told Lagrasse about the primeal great ones. They had come from the stars uh-huh. and brought their images with them. Shaken with such a uh, mental revolution as I had never before known, I now resolved to visit Mate Johnson in Oslo. Sailing for London, I I re-embarked for the Norwegian capital and one autumn day landed at the trim wharves in the shadow of the Egberg. Johansson's Uh address, I discovered, lay in Old Town. I don't care where he fucking lives. I don't care. He's got to tell us all the unimportant stuff. Because that's the most important stuff. Right. You know what? I hope he died with a pike in his asshole. (laughs) Have you also noticed not a single description of anything other than like the statue yeah Right. It kept alive the name of Oslo during all centuries that the greater city masqueraded as Christiania. And what does that have to do with the story? I made Nothing. A, I made a brief trip by taxicab and knocked with a palpitant heart at the door of a neat ancient building with plastered front. A sad-faced woman in black answered my summons. Boo-hoo, I bet she was mourning somebody's death. Here I he comes. And I need to get fucked now that he's gone. No more butter. (laughs) I ran out of butter. (laughs) And I was stung with disappointment that she told me, what am I listening to? A car. It it sounded like a fucking, like, like a a fucking animal flew by. Like, that's right. I'm sorry. It was a dragon. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. I was stung with disappointment when she told me of the in halting English that, oh my goodness, she means she had an accent? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That Gustav Johansson was no more. Oh, bye-bye. Oh, wow, you traveled all the way to Oslo. So let me, I just want to recap really quick. He traveled from the East Coast to San Francisco to New Zealand to Sydney uh-huh. to England and then to Oslo. What a piece of shit. How many months was this trip? Oh, we don't, we don't know because he's not going to tell us. He had not survived his return, said his wife, for the doings at sea in 1925 had broken him. Now you can fuck me. I want you to fuck me. He's <laughs> That's not going to happen in this story. Fuck me. This Yes, this is worse than picket fences, Jason. Uh, what? This is worse than that. No, 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 no. This has a storyline. No. It may be weak, but it still has one. No, no. Uh, okay. This and picket fences can get married and have shitty babies. <laughs> I hope I literally hope that the babies are nothing but pieces of crap. Like they, they there's like so like so like Haydn is sitting there rubbing their belly after nine months yeah. and they're like, I'm thirty nine weeks and then all of a sudden her water breaks, their water breaks, and then nothing that everything that comes out is nothing but foul diarrhea and hard rockish turds. <laughs> And she's like, oh, no, Lovecraft, our child is a turd. <laughs> okay, come right. on. He had told Please. her no more than he had told the public, but had left a long manuscript of technical matters, as he said, written in English, evidently in order to safeguard her from peril, uh, peril of casual perusal. During a walk through the narrow lane at Gothenburg Dock, a bundle of papers falling from an attic window had knocked him down. 
<laughs> Two Lascar sailors had once helped him to his feet, but before the ambulance could reach him, he was dead. Physicians found what? no adequate cause for the end and laid it to heart a trouble. This is how this wait. So this is how the cult kills people, like to make it look like accidents every Quick, time. Throw a bundle of papers on him. Oh, paper! It's a paper shower! I'm being cut or ribbons! <laughs> Help! Ah, the horror! And then my wife came in and threw butter on it. <laughs> and lemon juice. That's what I was going to say, and then my brain said butter. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, all right. I now felt a gnawing. Uh, I now felt my... Uh, I... <laughs> Come on, you can do it. I now felt gnawing at my vitals dark terror, which will never leave me in two. I am at rest, accidentally or otherwise. Persuading the window at my connection with her husband's technical matters was sufficient to entitle me to his manuscript. I bore the document away and began to read it on the London boat. Wait, wait, so is he on the East Coast again? No, he's going back to London from Oslo. Where's Oslo? Norway. Oh, okay, all right. I'm sorry. Fine. I've never been anywhere, Jason. I know. Don't like, That's why I said it was fine. Don't make fun of me. Get the get the boiling butter ready. <laughs> it was a simple rambling thing, a naive sailor's effort to po- uh, post facto diary, and strove to recall day by day the last awful voyage. I cannot attempt to, de- to transcribe verbatim in all its cloudiness and redundance, but I will tell the gist enough to shew my uh, why the sound of the water against the vessel's sides became so unendurable to me as I stopped with my ears as I stopped my ears with cotton. Oh, fucking yay. You know what? What? All of the stuff that we just read could have been surmised like this. I heard a story of a gentleman of a a certain captain, and lo and behold, I found, and through my own (laughs) drive to find out what happened to my uncle, I found myself standing at the front door of said captain in Oslo. He didn't, we literally didn't need to know anything that happened between that point and this point to get him to the the diary, right? But but I'm I need to jerk off onto the page with all my big words. He's not doing I that. Get, I need to, with my tongs, I need to jerk off with my tongs onto the paper. Where's my tongs? Like, where are my tongs, honey? Where are my tongs? Where are my tongs? I'm washing them. No, I told you not to clean them. I like them when they stink. <laughs> no. I like to sniff them. Come on, read the story, please. Jason, we have ten pages still. Oh, my God. (laughs) Johansson, thank God, didn't know quite all, but even though he saw the city and the thing. But I shall never sleep calmly again when I think of the horrors that lurk carelessly behind the life and time and space of those unhallowed blasphemies from eldered stars which dream beneath the sea. Known and favored by a nightmare cult, ready to be uh, ready and eager to loose them upon the world whenever an earthquake shall heave their monstrous stone city again to the sun and air. Now that was very nice. Johansson's uh-huh. voyage begun. Oh, I don't care. I really don't care. Johansson's voyage had begun as he told the to the vice admiralty. The Emma, the ballast, had cleared Auckland in February 20th and had felt the full force of that earthquake, born tempest, which must have heaved up from the sea bottom, the horrors that filled men's dreams. Once more under control, the ship was making good progress, but held up by the Albert on March 22nd. I could feel the mate's regret as he wrote of her bombardment and sinking. Of the swarthy, uh, of the swarthy cult friends on alert, he speaks with significant horror. There was some peculiar a mob, uh, can peculiarly, uh, peculiarly, Jason, peculiarly, peculiarly abominable uh-huh. quality about them, made under the destruction seem almost a duty. And Johansson shoes ingen- uh, ingenious wonder at the charge of the ruthlessness brought against his party during the proceedings of court inquiry. Then driven ahead by uh, driven ahead by curiosity, captured yacht under Johansson's command. 
The men sight a great stone pillar sticking out of the sea, and in the S, S, I don't care about the latitude and longitude, come upon the coastline of mingled mud and ooze and weedy, uh, weedy cyclopean masonry, which can be nothing less than the tangible substance of the Earth's supreme terror. The nightmare corpse city of Raleigh was built in uh, measureless eons behind the history of a vast, loathsome, loathsome shapes that seeped down from the dark stars. There lay great Cthulhu and his hordes hidden in green slimy vaults, sending out the last after cycles incalculable. The thoughts that mm. spread fear to the dreams of sensitive called imperial, imperial, imperiously to the faithful to come to the pilgrimage of liberation and restoration. All of this Johansson did not suspect, but God knows he saw enough. I suppose that only a single mountaintop, the hideous monolith, crowned citadel whereupon great whereon great cthulhu is buried <clears throat> actually emerged from the waters when i think of the extent of all that may be brooding down there i almost wish to kill myself forthwith <laughs> wait do it <laughs> i'm gonna type that at the end of this oh, like no, i blog. thought about the ocean's bottom and now i'm gonna kill myself <laughs> Johansson and his men were awed by the cosmic majesty of this dripping Babylon of elder daemons. I must have guessed without guidance that it was nothing of this or of any sane planet. Awe at the unbelievable size of the greenish stone blocks at the dizzying height of the great cavern monolith and at the stupefying identity of colossal statues and bas-reliefs with the queer image found in the shrine on the alert. It's poignantly mm-hmm. visible in every line of the mate's frightened description. Without knowing what futurism is like, Johansson achieved something very close to it when he spoke of the city, for instead of describing any definite structure or building, he dwells only on broad impressions of vast angles and stone surfaces, surfaces too great to belong to anything right or proper of this earth, and impious with horrible images and hieroglyphs. I mention his talk about angles because it suggests something. Dude, you don't need to spell out the subtext. Fuck you, okay? Seriously, <laughs> I, got, I got it. I got it. I don't know. He, he needs to make sure you get he it. He had said that the geometry of the dream place he saw was abnormal. <laughs> I'm going to start reading this like the voice of the heart of gold. Non-Euclidean and loathsomely redolent of spheres and dimensions apart from ours. Now an unlettered seaman felt the same thing whilst gazing at the terrible reality. Ha <laughs> ha Oh, no. Yeah, Hansen and his men landed at a sloping mud bank with monstrous Acropolis and clambered slipperily. That's the word. It sounds like slipperily. There we go. I told you this is worse than picket pick fucking fences. <laughs> up over Titan Uzi. Let's climb to the top, he said chipperly. <laughs> up over Titan Uzi blocks, which could have been no mortal staircase. And the very son of heaven seemed distorted when viewed through the polarizing miasma, welling out from this sea-soaked perversion, and twisted menace and suspense lurked leeringly. In those crazily elusive angles of cavern rock where a second glance shoot concavity after the first shoot convexity. Oh my god, he okay. no, he is masturbating. Don't even give me he's, he's trying he is to describe masturbating in boiled butter. Euclidean geometry. He's what? He's trying to describe non Euclidean geometry. Well this is the thing, Jason. Concavity and convexity are part of Euclidean geometry. <laughs> <laughs> so he failed. You get an F. You lose, Lovecraft. Way to go, Lovecraft. 
the very <laughs> something very like fright had come over all the explorers before anything more definite than rock and ooze and weed was seen, which each would have fled and not feared to scorn of others, and was only half-heartedly that they searched vainly, as it proved, for some portable souvenir to bear away. It was Rodriguez the Portuguese, just the Portuguese, who climbed up the I'm foot the Portuguese, of, Rodriguez. Who climbed up the foot of the monolith and shouted what he had found. The rest followed him and looked curiously at the immense carved door, with the now familiar squid dragon bass relief. It was, Johansson said, like a great barn door. And they felt that it was a door. <laughs> That's what it says! And they uh-huh. all felt that it was a door because of the innate, the ornate lintel threshold and jams around it. Though they could not decide whether they, they whether it lay flat like a trapdoor or slantwise like an outside cellar door. As Wilcox would have said, the geometry of the place was all wrong. One could not be sure that the sea and ground were horizontal. Hence, oh, so it's like an Escher painting? Uh-huh. Hence, relative position of everything else seemed uh, phantasmally variable. They say the road to writing hell is actually paved with um, uh, ad- adverbs. <laughs> anything that ends in L-Y you need to get rid of and describe in some other way. Okay. Bryden pushed at the stone in several places without insult. Then Don Donovan felt over it delicately around the edge, pressing each point separately as he went. He climbed interminably along the grotesque stone molding, that is, one would call it climbing if the, not, if the thing was not, after all, horizontal. And the men wondered how, how any door in the universe could be so vast. Then very softly and slowly, the acre-great panel began to give inward at the top, and they saw that it was balanced. And they saw that it was good. No, it doesn't say that. <laughs> Donovan slid or somehow propelled himself down the long jam and rejoined his fellows. And everyone watched the queer recession of monstrously caverned portal. In this fantasy of uh, prismatic distortion, it moved anomalously and in a diagonal way so that all the rules of matter and perspective seemed upset. You've said that like four fucking times, you fuck yeah. fuck. We're on page 41 of 46, Jason. Yay. The aperture was black with a darkness almost material. That, I don't know what this word is. Hold on a second. Gilbert, help me! Tene... <laughs> Gilbert. Gilbert, tene brosnes. Dad's dead, Gilbert. I killed him. Dad dead. Tenebrousness. That's what it says. Was indeed positive quality, for it obscured such parts of inner walls as ought have been revealed, and actually burst forth like smoke from eon-long imprisonment, visibly darkening the sun as it slunk away into the shrunken gibbous sky and flapping membranous wings. The odor arising from the newly opened depth was intolerable. It was like opening the butthole. It was like opening Neptune's butthole. It was gross. Here comes the proctologist again. Uh, The odor arising from the newly opened depths was intolerable, and at length the quick-eared Hawkins... Take that word out of there, you piece of shit! What word? Hawkins. And you know why. Mm Mm-hmm. At least the flower monsters did something. <laughs> he thought he heard a nasty slopping sound down there. Was it moist, gross clicking? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Lots of moist, gross clicking. 
silence that will let me out of my trap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> everyone listened and everyone was listening still when it lumbered slobberingly into sight and groping it squeezed its gelatinous green immensity through the black doorway of the tainted outside air, that poison shitty of madness. Ooh, get me a sandwich made of Vaseline. <laughs> Poor Johansson's handwriting almost gave out when he wrote this. Of the six men who never reached the ship, he thinks two perished of pure fright in that accursed, accursed instant. The thing cannot be described. There is no language for such uh, abysms of shrinking, immemorial lunacy, such eldritch contradictions of all the matter, force, and cosmic order. A mountain walked or stumbled. God, what wonder across the earth. A great architect went mad, and poor Wilcox raved, raved with fever and uh, in that telepathic instant? Question mark? Mm-hmm. Okay. The thing of idols, the green, sticky spawn of the stars, and had awakened to claim his own. The stars were right again, and the age-old cult had failed to do by design. A band of innocent sailors had done by accident. It doesn't say what a band. It says a band. Yeah. Mm -hmm. After, uh... God. Hi, hi, Gilbert. <laughs> Vigintilians. After Vigintilians of years. Great Cthulhu. Dude, come on. Was loose again and ravaging for delight. And rav uh, ravening for delight. Three men were swept up by the flabby claws before anybody turned. God rest them if there be any rest in the universe. No, because Cthulhu came before your God, so shut the fuck up. They were Donovan. He's still fighting it. Huh? He's still fighting it. He doesn't want to believe. They were Donovan, Guerra, and Angstrom. Hey. Parker slipped as the other three went plunging frenziedly over the endless vistas of green-crusted rock to the boat, and Johansson swears he was swallowed up by an angle of masonry which couldn't shouldn't have been there, an angle which was acute but, a hate, but behaved as if it were obtuse. So only Bryden and Johnson reached out to the boat and pulled the desperately for the alert of the mountainous monstrosity flopped down in the slimy stones and hesitated <laughs> flounderingly at the edge of the water. Uh-huh. <sighs> this is what we've all been waiting for, guys. Steam had not been suffered down the coast entirely, entirely. <sighs> despite the, this, uh, despite the dis, uh, departure of all hands for the shore, it was the work of only a few moments of feverish rushing up and down between the wheel and engines to get the alert underway. Slowly, amidst the distorted horrors of that indescribable scene, she began to churn the lethal waters. Whilst on the masonry of that charnel, the shore was not of earth and titan thing of stars slaved and gibbered like a polypheme cursing and fleeing ship, the, the, the fleeing ship, ship of Odysseus. We have that too, okay. by the way. That's in the public domain. Oh, goody. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh, goody. <laughs> oh, goody. Fried grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, perfectly fried, Grandma. Perfectly fried. Oh, good. It's like that's the delicacy. It's the recipe actually says perfectly fried, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> then bolder than the steroid cyclops, Great Cthulhu slid greasily to the water and began. You know what I found out the other day that creamily is a word. No, it is. I typed it okay. and it didn't correct it. I was like creamily, it can't. And then I typed it and I was like, oh Jesus Christ greasily into the water and began to pursue the vast wave-raising strokes of cosmic potency. Bryden looked back and went mad, laughing shrilly as he kept on laughing at intervals till death found him. One night
night in the cabin, whilst Johansen was wandering deliriously. But Johansen had not given out yet, knowing that the thing could surely overtake the alert until steam was fully up. He resolved on a desperate chance, and getting the en- uh, setting the engine for full speed, ran lightning-like on deck and reversed the wheel. There was a mighty eddy in the foaming and the noisome brine, and as the stream mounted higher and higher, the brave Norwegian drove his vessel head-on against the per- uh, pursuing jelly, which rose above the unclean froth like a stern of a Damon galleon. The awful squid head with its writhing feelers came up nearly up to the bowsprit of the sturdy yacht. But Johansen drove on relentlessly. There was a bursting as of an exploding bladder, a slushy nastiness as of cloven sunfish, a stench of a thousand open graves, and a sound that the chronicle would not put on paper. For an instant the ship was befouled by the accurate and blinded green cloud. <laughs> and then there was a slowly venomous seething astern where, God in heaven, the scattered plasticity of the nameless sky spawn was nebulously re- recombining in it to its, its original form. Oh, so it turned into a gas and then back into a Jason? Jason. Hmm, I'm thinking of something. What are you thinking of? Like sleeping. <laughs> no, you were just sleeping a second ago. Uh, no, here's the thing. This is the most boring description of a gigantic monster I have ever heard in my entire life. Oh. This is literally the part that we've been waiting for for this entire story and he's made it as boring as watching washing you know what's funny though he, dishes. that what he just described as it turning into a plume of smoke and then turning back into a thing was pretty cool nah, not cool enough that was all. After that, Johansen only brooded over the idol in the cabin and attended the few matters of food for himself and the laughing maniac by his side. He did not try uh-huh. to navigate after the first bold fight, uh, flight, for the reaction had taken something out of his soul. <laughs> it literally took it out of my soul. <laughs> and then came the storm of April 2nd and gathering clouds about his consciousness. There is a sense of spectral whirling through loud gulfs of infinity, of dizzying rides through reeling universes on a comet's tail, and of hysterical plunges from the pit of the moon and from the moon and back again to the pit, all livened by a cacophonating, a, ca- a caninating, co- what the fuck is that? Caninating. It's the word. Chorus of distorted, hilarious elder gods in the green bat-winged mocking imps of Tartarus. Out of that dream came rescue, the vigilant, the vice-admirality court in the streets, the streets of Dundin, and the long voyage uh. back home on the old house by Egeberg. He could not tell. They would think him mad. They would write of the thing. Uh, they would write of what he knew before death came, but his wife must not guess. Death would be a boon if not only to blot out the memories. That was the document uh. I read, and now I've placed it in the tin in the box beside the bas-relief in the papers of Professor Engel. With it shall go this record of mine, this test of my own insanity, wherein I was uh-huh. pierced together, which, wherein it, uh, wherein is pieced together that which I hope may never been pe- neighbor, bleh, never be pieced together again. I have looked upon all that the universe has to hold of terror, and even skies of spring and the flowers of summer must have uh, afterward been poisoned to me. But I do not think my life will be long, as my uncle went, as poor Johansen went, so I shall go. I shall know too much, and the cult lives. Cthulhu still lives. Too, I suppose, again in that chasm of stone which was shielded him. Since the sun was young, his accursed city and sunken once more, for the, vil- the, vigil- uh, the vigilance sailed over the spot after the April storm, but his ministers on earth still below and prance and slay around the idle-clapped monoliths in lonely places. He must have been trapped by the sinking whilst within the black mist, 
or else the world mm. could by now be screaming with fright and frenzy. Who knows mm. the end? What has risen may stink, and what has sunk. Oh, what has risen may sink, and what <laughs> has sunk may rise. Loathsomeness awaits the dreams in deep, and decay spreads over tottering cities of men. A time will come, but I must not and cannot think. Let me pray that, if I do not survive this manuscript, my executors may put caution before audacity, audacity, and see that it meets no other eye. That is the end of the story. My God. Did you just shit in your own mouth? Like, I, I, did. I, did. I literally I just... pooped in my hand while we were talking and put it in my mouth. <laughs> and I said, this is more delicious. Than this Do you realize pre- something? Pretentious diarrhea story. The narrator of this story never experienced anything firsthand. Nope. Everything was told to him by another party. Kill him. And now he's afraid for his his ever loving life because some people had a dream and some other people had a weird story. Yeah. Well, that's the way religion works. He should write a second one about Santa Claus. About how it's amazing these children say that they receive presents from a man dressed in red. You know what, Jason? That would be an awesome short story to write. (sighs) Where I start saying things like, whereupon the giant fat man was supposed to have come down the chimney. (laughs) Where he would land safely and place about the tree hundreds of presents. Which then the children would open and then surprise surprisingly blame their parents for such a thing that had been so magically placed underneath the ugly ass motherfucking tree. <laughs> what am I to make of this devourer of cookies on every uh ho- Jason, every you have to tiny. know I am begging you, okay? I don't have time to write a short story. <laughs> like no, I no, have no. Listen, 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 listen. You're starting up opinionville again. I think yes. that you and I should work on a script so that they act this out so that it's it's written this Style, but it's about Santa Claus. But the Opinionville kids, like, like it's Funny Monster going. I, I, I could not. I could, yeah, the, yes. Come on. And then all of a sudden, like they're just sitting around, and the power went out on Christmas Eve. And then all of a sudden, like Oswald is like, I have a story to tell you. And <laughs> it turns into a Halloween tale. Yes, because it's supposed to. But you have to write it in the style of H.P. Lovecraft. All right, everybody in the comments has to vote. No, don't you do that. That's the end of the story, motherfucker. Oh, yay, it's it's over. Hooray, we can move on to something else. We can Hooray. move on Thank to you, something Eddie. that's good. For telling me a naptime story for me to go to sleep by. Dude, you motherfucker, you fell asleep. I do not cut that out, by the way. I, I know you cut out nearly five minutes from last week's episode. I did. I did. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? You know what? That space was where he went off to go take a dump or something, and I sat there on the mic and told people to wear condoms. Yeah. And he was like, "I, I don't want you know. to tell people." No, they can't yeah. wear any condoms. They must have babies. If they're not smart enough to wear condoms now. They're never gonna wear them. I know. We need this. We need to be antinatalists now. There need to be no more babies. Anyway, next up, Dracula, right? Dracula. Dracula. We'll be reading that for the next three and a half. And I'm years. gonna read it in the style of Keanu. Read it however you want to. <laughs> Read it however you want to. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Oh, well, uh, well, let me finish. This has been Jason Hart. Deep fried grandma under the tree. Yummy, yummy deep grandma's fried grandma flesh. for you and me. <laughs> Maybe I'll have some grandma with a glass of peas. <laughs> what the fuck?
Oh my god, I am sweating so much, Jason. It's so fucking hot. We're all about oh. to boil to death, aren't we? Well, all you have to do is say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Climate change is real. Goodbye, <laughs> everybody. The Lemmy Finish podcast is a Lemmy Listen podcast production with Atticus Blake and Jason Harding. With music by Kevin McLeod. Produced by Jason Harding. You can find more Lemmy Listen podcasts at our website at www.letmelistenpodcasts.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, and iTunes. Please like and leave a review. And thank you for listening.